Welcome, welcome to episode 52 of The Sith List. I am your host, Araj Dolashahi, also known as Araj Agul. Nah. I decided to go with that one go today. For is that it. all right, guys? That sounds great. Is that cool? You have my permission. Sitting next to me, my two Dothraki warriors. Pretty awesome. I think we're called Blood Riders if we roll together. Sure. Carlos. Buarguayo. And less is more. Crunch Crunch Gonzalez. Let's try that this week and see if that works. <laughs> How you guys doing? Great. Doing great. We just finished a unbelievable episode of Game of Thrones. We're going to talk about it and fucking go off about it and, and just have a great time in yes. a second. Before we do that, we're going to get into all kinds of other stuff. But how the hell are you guys? Great. I'm yeah. good. You guys are definitely better than I am right now. Yes, we are. With well, a sun-kissed glow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll we have that. a suntan on our skins. And we smell like lotion. And there's a lot of booze still in our body. There's a lot of booze. My voice, I sound like boo a little bit right now. <laughs> a little sexy voice. I sound like hawsy haws a little bit right now. Oh, man. Oh, man. We just got back from Cancun last night. Mm-hmm. So that's why we weren't able to watch Game of Thrones when everybody else was watching. And we made a pact before we left. We said that we're all going to wait and we're all going to watch it together mm-hmm. and have that wonderful bonding experience together. Yep. And we were going to record right after. Mm-hmm. But someone in this group mm. should be charged with high treason. Wow. Because they watched it not only once. They should be walked from. Twice. They should be walked from the sept, butt naked, in shame. That's right. Shame. I sept. Shame. I have a confession to make. I cheated on my friends. <laughs> what say you? What say you, Les? And I watched the show three times. <laughs> well, how great was the experience of having it in the movie room? It was fucking great. It was amazing. Right. It was amazing. We're not going to tell you why yet because we, we didn't. And explore I kept the it together, work. gentlemen. I you did. You did. You I didn't say it. Really Thank hard not coming back to the states. I call them the states, which is cool. Yeah, coming back to the states and not being able to go on Rogue One DM chat or the just game, go on the internet. Game in of Thrones. I, I went on Yahoo and the first thing that popped up was face of somebody and I was like, oh no, this person. Me dead. too. No, and then I was I was like swiping through articles of like you know throughout the day and then it says you know did this person spoiler really get killed by a dragon? I was like. I just looked at it for five seconds right, right, exactly. and you killed it. It's like, damn it. Exactly. But they didn't kill it. That's fine. Good job for not messing it up. And let's go fuck yourself. We are going to get into business. Let me just tell you, people, we had a great time in Cancun. Andrew Medina, who does all our social media stuff. It was mm-hmm. his bachelor party. We yep. had a blast with everybody there. 
It was amazing. His brother Caesar set it all up. Mm-hmm. Our buddy, a bunch of listeners that listened to the, the podcast were there. Bert and all the guys, Alo. So it was an amazing, amazing time. Thank you for setting it up. Thank you for inviting us. Mm-hmm. We had a great time. I almost died. You did. You almost, almost got, died. You almost got crushed by an ATV. I actually flipped an ATV in the jungle mm-hmm. and it almost came down on me. Yep. And luckily it hit another ATV and mm-hmm. stopped before it crushed my ribs. Yes. Luckily I'm here, mm-hmm. sitting down here with you fine young gentlemen to awesome. finish this podcast off. Yes. And by the way, 52 means 52 weeks. Yes. It's our birthday kind yes, of. Yes, it is. So happy birthday to both of you guys. Yep. Well, happy half birthday to me, but happy birthday to you too. Yeah, but you, yeah, you're been, you've it. been a part of it since yeah. day one. Don't act like you haven't been. You've been. You were giving us advice and stuff like that, and what we should talk about and all that. Okay. Even though it did take you a good like, and also he ten weeks before you wanted to listen, listen to, to us. us. Yeah, you didn't think we'd make it past ten weeks. No, I was yeah, a binger. Thanks. I like to binge my podcasts. I told her, Raj, I had a ten episode yeah, rule. He did, he did that. Shame. There is no shame in that. Shame. I said I have a ten episode rule so I can stock up my queue because I commute to work. And I was away. Okay, all right. And it happened. Okay. okay. So thank you for everybody to, for the support. We did a whole you know, 50th celebration mm-hmm. thing with, with the wonderful Johnny Grasso on our podcast. We're not going to go into crazy happy birthday, happy birthday, but it is our birthday. Mm-hmm. So happy birthday to the yes. Sith list and to all the Sith heads out there mm-hmm. and everybody that supported us. So thank you. We should have had a cake in here so I can crunch on it <laughs> while you record. Yeah, you probably would crunch on a cake. <laughs> cake with some Reese's Pieces and oh, M&M's on it. That would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the shenanigans here. You can follow us on Instagram, The Sith List. You can find us on Facebook at Sith List Podcast. You can email us, the Sith List at gmail.com. And we got some emails today. You can also give us a call at 707 65 Geek One. We have a hotline that's 707 654 3351. And we got some great hotline messages today. Mm-hmm. You can also find our merchandise and merch on T Public. By the way, HBO sent me another fucking letter. Oh, my God. Yeah. They made me take the Opeachy shirt off because of Jon Snow. What? Yeah. I had ah. Jon Snow's sketch on there, like pencil sketch. They didn't like that. So I had to take that one off now. So we have to get some. We got to get Adam. We got to get yeah, Adam yeah. Stafford. I, was, I, I thought we got to get him some strings for us. You know, we, what happened? Yeah, with HBO. What the hell, Adam? <laughs> Just kidding, Adam. We still love you, Adam. Yeah. You're but cool, We got to send some ideas to Adam. Maybe he can draw us a design or something. Something. Won't get us in trouble. <laughs> so he's yeah, fired. Yeah, oh, exactly. shit. Sorry, our bad. You, you can, leaking stuff, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine? We'd like to talk to you about leaking. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at the Sithless Boo, at the Sithless Boo, and less at less is more seventy eight. And there are your shenanigans. And by the way, thank you to Miss Tracy Garner for last week. We had mm-hmm. a great episode with her, and she was wonderful. Next week, we're going to have the great Amanda Ward. Yes. And the week following, we have the great Steel Saunders oh, man. scheduled. So it's going to be a fun couple weeks. Let's get into some geekdom. When we were in Cancun, right when we landed, I got a tweet from one Jonathan Grosso. Mm-hmm. And it gave a review by someone who saw Dark Tower. And it was not pleasant. No. Dark Tower is Yikes. getting ripped. They say it's atrocious. Atrocious, horrific, waste of film stock. Um, well, it still was number one with a very low week. So Sony's Dark Tower topped the softest weekend at the domestic box office since April, opening with less than $20 million. Yikes. Wow. Among other new releases, uh, Kidnap came out. That had $10 million, by the way. <laughs> While the highly critically acclaimed Detroit with our John Boyega was unable to uh, top the crack, the top five, I don't think. 
Ouch. So that kind of sucks. So I ended up with Dark Tower, 19 million, Dunkirk, 17 million, mm. and Emoji Movie, 12 million, which the Emoji Movie at one point had a 0% on Rotten Tomato. Jesus. I think it's up to like 9% or something. <laughs> just just a pretty weak weekend for the wow. yeah. pretty weak Pretty weekend. weak weekend. Can I believe that yeah. came out of my mouth? That's what happens when you cheat on us. Yeah. Baby, I'm sorry. What do you want me to do? Shame. <laughs> Please don't call me a baby. <laughs> Let's talk about a movie we did see last week. We talked a little bit about it last week. Let's talk about Atomic Blonde. And um, let's go to Les. What would you think about Atomic Blonde? It was great. Uh, okay, the- thanks, Les. Boo, what did you <laughs> just kidding. Go ahead. The music was definitely a character of its own. Uh, the, the setting, 1980s, Cold War. Uh, I love the layers. I love the whole uh, triple... The three ring circus, if you will, or just the three way triangle match of British, American, Russian spy network going on. Just mm-hmm. the whole thing. It's almost always someone stepping over someone to get to someone, someone using somebody as a shield. It had it all. It had this whole thing. And then at the, the very end, the twist definitely paid off, definitely uh, showed a few things that I, I really did like that. So. It was very good. Uh, probably should have made more money, but and you know what? It's probably a little too long. Yeah, maybe well, a little yeah. too long, but a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. It, it still was good. Very entertaining. Boop. Yeah, I would have to agree. I'd um, not excited as about as you are, less. It was good. It is entertaining. I wanted a little bit more action, but the uh, the story was good. Some of the some of the parts were not jarring, but didn't flow well that well into each other i wanted it to be a more of a smooth movie but the uh but the um the the action that was there was pretty awesome it is very very real it's akin to john wick but more hand-to-hand combat and a lot like how a true fight would happen so that was that was pretty cool the characters in it are pretty cool they are believable the the whole mad dash kind of thing to make it make things happen quickly and shit has to shit has to happen i did like that and like you guys said even though i don't like 80s music the music did did really well yeah i'm not even gonna put the uh, sound effect, and yeah, I'm just going to do, do it, it myself. Yeah. Say what? <laughs> yeah, but but the movie or the music was very good, and it did it did help a lot. But there yeah, was Queen in there. I know. A little towards the end, but yeah, but it was it was it was good. You guys should go see it. Yeah. Okay, so my turn now. I am biased when it comes to this movie because, like Les said, it is like watching, like getting into a tra- time machine, going back to my childhood, and watching MTV. And it's pretty much a two-hour music video. And the way they mu- use the music, they very much used it like Tarantino, where it, it's definitely a character. Mm-hmm. And so much so that during the fighting sequences, it's choreographed to the music. Mm-hmm. And then let's just say they get in a car, and you don't hear it very loud, but it's on the radio in the car. So the music was great. Very new wave, alternative 80s sounding. And then action sequences were amazing. It was a little long. Got a little confusing, mm-hmm. but the ending paid off. And Charlize Theron, I call her Theron. Go for it. Charlize Theron was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. She's like the Mike Trout of actresses. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> she is beautiful. Mm-hmm. She's a great actress. Yep. And she can kick ass. Yep. So, what else do you want from an actress? She's amazing. <laughs> Just amazing. So, I give it a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. You get a thumbs up? Yes. Less? 
Yes. So it is Sith List Certified Stamp of Approval. Mm. Go watch Atomic Blonde. It's not like John Wick. It's kind of like John Wick meets uh, Tinker Taylor. Soldier, Soldier Spy. Soldier Spy. Thank you very much. John Wick Light. John Wick Light. Yeah. That's right. So definitely recommend it. Now, let's get into some cool other stuff like Deadpool 2. Mm. The Deadpool 2 is coming out. The Deadpool 2. That's what they're called. The Deadpool 2. Was that Clint Eastwood again? Yeah. Exactly. Dirty Harry? Right. That's that's the last Dirty Harry movie. Yeah, Deadpool? The, dead, yeah, Deadpool. the Deadpool is yeah, the last the Dirty Harry yeah, Callahan yeah. movie. I don't think he's in it. That would be great if he was. Oh. Uh, it would be great. Uh, well, the actual film put a tweet out, and so did Ryan Reynolds. And then we have some pictures, finally. Yep. We have a picture of Cable, and we have a picture of Domino. Now, the picture of Cable, I thought, looked pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Reynolds uh, put up a picture of him, and he put, We all have that one grumpy, heavily armed uncle from the future, <laughs> which is very cool, and I had a picture of him. And I thought it was really cool, so ch- go check it out. They put some tweets out. You can see him. All right, what do you think about this uh, look, Boo? You think Cable, you think Josh Brolin hit this in the, on the nail? I think he does look good. I think he looks all right. Um, he does fit the character, and he does look like Cable. But, you know, after seeing him in a comic book and seeing him on TV and stuff like that, you have this idea of these massive individuals, like these huge people. And I, I, I do understand that nobody's going to be that size. It's just a, an insane idea to, to think that way, but it kind of makes you a little bit sad, but he does look, he does fit the part. And I think he's going to do a really good job. So I, yeah, so I, I am, I am happy. Yeah. I, I did too. The, the problem is that if you want a guy that looks that big, he's not going to be an actor. Absolutely or a good not. One yeah. At that. So if you want a guy with the, with the acting chops as Josh Brolin, you're going to have to just deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What'd you think, Wes? I think it's amazing. I think it's actually perfect. Uh, you're amazing. <laughs> there is not... It's a comic. Yes, we want comic accuracy, but it's supposed to be realistic in a way. You have to be able to say, yes, you can look like Cable. I don't even know if we have... I mean, I don't know his real dimensions, so I don't know if he's like six foot eight. You know, 200 some odd pounds. It's just, Brolin looks great. I was about to say nine inches. Nine inches. There, yeah, yeah. We needed those dimensions too. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, By the way, I want to break this scene down that's happening right now. While Les is giving his description, there's some kind of mosquito that's running around this studio right now that we're calling this his office of studio. And Boo has taken his chancla off and he's eager to kill this thing. So while Les is talking about cable, there's a fucking mosquito on the prowl, and it's about to fucking bite the fucking shit out of us. So and I'm still listening. I just wanted to get you hear yeah. a loud crash, bang, thud. That's because we had a comical we'll, scene in here chasing yeah, a we'll fucking mosquito. Yeah, we'll give you the play-by-play in a second. Go ahead, Les. I I'm distracted. Try to I be a true professional. Be a true professional and work through the this. The problem is, I think Carl's gonna smack me in my forehead with the fucking chancla, and that's not cool. No, it's not cool. Crunch, crunch will become slap, slap. <laughs> Take one for the team, Les. We're just going to have to. Apparently, because I cheated on you guys, you're trying to. This is your elaborate way of beating me. No. No, okay. Scheme Let's just leave it alone. Way to kick my ass. This is great podcasting, by the way. Not cool. <laughs> Happy birthday, Sithless. <laughs> but yes, it, it's fine. Josh Brolin looks great. If they did cast a bodybuilder, it, it's still not going to work. You have to find someone who's big. Cable in the comics is pretty much all gear. He's huge because he has so much gear. If you look at very early sketchings of all of Liefeld's characters, there's nothing but pouches, shoulder pads, and fucking helmets, and just tons and tons of equipment. So, of course, he can barely fit through doors because he's got all kinds of shit. 
making all kinds of noise. Let it go. Give him a badass gun. Give him his freaking cybernetic arm. And it's not even cyber. It's supposed to be techno-organic. And you know what? Let's roll with it. And people stop bitching about Zazzy Beats being Domino. She looks fucking You know amazing. what? Let's talk about this. Let's do a fucking fuck you. I won't do a dude fuck that guy unless Johnny's on the show out of respect. Mm-hmm. But let's do a big fuck you. Go ahead. Yeah. People are complaining about the first pictures of Domino coming out. And I, I'll be honest. I don't know how to pronounce her name. It's Zazzy Beats or Bietz or Betts or whatever. She has her own uh, earphones, I heard. Beats earphones. There you go. That's Pick funny. them up. Beats by Dre. Thank you, buddy. They were on Atlanta, the show she's on. She's on Atlanta. She's a great actress. She's amazing. And she's picked to be Domino and she looks fucking great. And not only that, you have the blessing of the creator of Domino. Rob Liefeld is like, I'm okay with this. I think she looks great. Matter of fact, he even sketched of a, a, put up a sketch of her as Domino. So people are tripping. Oh, we want the straight hair and the albino thing. We needed to be white with the black patch on her eye people are literally on the instagram going mm-hmm. back and forth with him. yes and rob mm-hmm. liefeld has gone back and forth with them the creator <laughs> of the fucking character is going at it with some stupid ass imbecilic is imbecilic a word imbecilic sure I and, and i think imbecilic i think it might be. be yeah people are you donald trump now making up words <laughs> No, no, that's not. Don. That's a uh, Don King would make it worse. <laughs> yeah, Metropolis. <laughs> Metropolis. I tell you right now, just, just try over <laughs> the, the, the pe- People have the people have the audacity to go back and forth with the creator. No, and then it spills over. Now everybody's mad that Tessa Thompson has been cast as Valkyrie. It's like, what the hell? We don't know. They have our traditional comic characters. This is something that has gone back and forth. We've gone over the whitewashing <laughs> of things. Right. We've gone over, you know. You just got to roll with it. If it looks good, then it's good in some respects. It's good and the creator says it's good. Then it's if the, Especially yeah. if the creator's like, okay, for sure. If Rob Liefeld is willing to go at it with people on his Instagram feed and, you know, jump out there and have the guts to stand up for it, you have to respect that at the least. Yes. Yes. And what do you think about her look? You, you said you liked her look? Oh, yes. She looks great. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Goddamn amazing. Oh, yes. yeah, okay. <laughs> and you know what? That's what it is. What it is. She does look amazing. Gal Gadot looked amazing. It looks amazing as Wonder Woman. Like, yep. All of our female actresses are looking just amazing as actresses. You know, as the characters are portraying. So, who cares? Let's just be happy that we have this in front of our eyes now. How about that? I, amen. Completely agree. You're preaching to the choir. <laughs> Okay, on that note, let's listen to a voicemail we got from Richie, which is directed at you, Les, um, and us. Mm-hmm. But I think it has kind of something to do with this, but not entirely. But this is Richie from Boston. What's up, Sith Heads? This is your buddy, Richie. So, guys, this week I wanted to follow up on that conversation, you know, that was centered around the John Boyega comments on Game of Thrones and stuff like that. Um and I have some follow-up questions for Les. So I apologize to anybody in advance if they think I'm derailing the podcast, but, you know, I feel like I have to ask the questions. Um, one of the things that I really enjoy about your show is the fact that you're so thoughtful 
and so even keeled and open and honest and you know the discussions are really deep and really good and you know something it really is a breath of fresh air when you compare it to the bullshit you see on Twitter and the bullshit you see from the talking heads on TV and on the radio and you know so I, I have to ask some questions because you know just as a little background I'd like to consider myself the token conservative in the, in our little clique because I don't see a lot of people that, that share the way I think but that's okay um I guess, I guess I'm here to make sure that nobody lives in an echo chamber. But, you know something? I follow several prominent African-American conservatives, and one of them is this gal named Antonia Okafor. She just made a video talking about her experience with being a black conservative. Now, she's an NRA member, she's an activist, she's stunningly beautiful, and she's, you know, she's a real spitfire. You know, I I love... I love listening to her talk. So what she said was this, you know, she was very much told that she had to believe a certain way going into college. And she followed that line through college. And as she got towards the end of college and saw some things happening in the world, she started to change the way she believed certain things. She, you know, she moved in a different way, a more conservative way, and she became an NRA member. Now, as her thoughts moved more conservative, she lost friends, and she was told that she was a race trader. And she was told that she was a race trader by white people to boot. Now, talk about the nerve of some fucking people telling you that you're a traitor to your own kind because you don't believe a certain way. It's just fucking stupid. So, Les, I have to ask you this question. When it comes to the John Boyega stuff, the casting stuff, obviously we've talked about it a lot, but um, do you feel that there's a pull or a pressure to toe a certain line when it comes to that, either a political or ideological line that says, no, you have to believe this. So if John Boyega comes out and says, we need more diverse casting in Game of Thrones, is there pressure? Because I certainly saw a lot of people applauding it, even though I disagreed with it, because it doesn't serve the story. Is there a lot of pressure to believe that and to follow along with that? And, you know, as sort of a follow-up, do you think that's fair? All right, guys, interested to hear what you think on that. Again, sorry if it derails the show, but I had to ask. All right, take care, guys. All right, Richie. Thank you for that voicemail. Thank you for those kind words, by the way. Mm -hmm. That was really nice of you to say. And, you know, our podcast, obviously, it's all about geekdom and pop culture and stuff like that. But we, you know, why not talk about things that are, are out there that are being talked about on Twitter and on the news and with the country so divided right now? I've never seen it so divided in my life. And I know you're a conservative. Um, uh, your political views are conservative, which is completely fine. I have no problems with it. I'm not conservative. I'm more of a liberal. But doesn't mean that we can't get along. Doesn't mean that you can't send us uh, messages. And mm-hmm. doesn't mean that we can't be friends. So that's what I love about this whole geekdom and and this community that we can all just air out what we want to air out, do it in a civil way, and still be friends and not hate each other afterwards. So now I'm going to shoot it over to my man Les here, and he can answer your questions. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah. Uh- um, and also to your point, Raj, we're just normal people. So 
talking about geekdom and all those things and then talking about the other stuff we do talk about, it comes up in normal conversations. Right. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I don't feel the pressure. I don't think there is... Obviously, you don't want to say things to upset people. You do want to feel... You want to be able to talk to everyone and be a part or at least, you know, present an even-keeled point of view. Uh, can I get passionate about some things? Yes, I can. Um, I just feel that I'll do that when I have to. If there's something that I don't like, then I will definitely say something. But there's always two sides to the coin. So when Johnny asked me about Tupac and being idolized and I went into it, that's how I truly felt. But then when the question came up about, you know, what John Boyega said, yeah, there is, I watched the movie 42 and Andre Holland plays a character who's a reporter and he tells Jackie Robinson, you have to see all the questions coming in slow. You just got to take it that way. Uh, I don't feel too, I mean, I don't feel too political, I guess, is the que- is is what mm-hmm. I want to say. I don't right. feel like I have, I mean, do we have a platform? Yes. But here we are. I have Carlos, who is mixed with Colombian and Nicaraguan. Nicaraguan. Mm-hmm. I have Raj, his Persian-American. Here I am, I'm black and Puerto Rican. You're, all three of us are of descents of immigrants so Mm -hmm. in some way shape or form so it's it's awesome you know it should be ironic to know that we're doing a geek podcast (laughs) here we are these three of us you know here we are doing a podcast about geekdom and science fiction and you know star trek star wars and all these things and yet we're okay with some of the stuff some of the things we've covered and some of the things we've seen so, yeah, I'm okay with them being a, a black Green Lantern. There should be. Now, should there be a black Superman? There is. But <laughs> I don't want to get into that. Now, you know? Unless you feel pressured as if, let's let's say, the African-American community got behind John Boyega. Like, about this. Full steam. About full steam behind him. Would you feel pressured to get behind it as well because you are an African-American male? Or if, to you, it's not that big of a deal and you're going to air out that it's not that big of a deal? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel too pressured. Okay. I think what I would do or what I try to do myself, and I've learned this over time in my life, is you just have to look at both sides of the story. Mm-hmm. You have to look at all sides and go, okay, I can see why. And, and we went at this. And then Raj and I, trust me, we've known each other for a long time. We've had a lot of passionate arguments yeah. about things. And, yes. you know, we had one about the Justin Timberlake thing. And I tried to tell him, look, this is what you have to see. Why people were going after him. Yeah. When he said what he said on Twitter. Did he say something wrong? No. But should he have said it? No. But that's the whole thing. You have to just look at all of that stuff and take it into consideration. I just try to make sure I'm looking at both sides or all angles possible before I jump in and go, okay, I agree with this. Okay. Cool. Great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks for that. again, Richie. Yes. Richie, you're awesome. Richie, are you a token conservative? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, Richie. Thank you again for that great voicemail. Keep them coming. You're awesome. And by the way, thank you for everything that you've done as well. We got to our 50th, and, and I, I don't know if I thanked you as well. I yeah, hope I, I did. But I if I didn't, did. I apologize. And thank you from day one. You've been nothing but supportive to us. Thank you so much, buddy. It's like, the, it's like the Academy Awards where if I forget anybody, I'm sorry. Yes, you were in my you're in my head, but the music was playing. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted me to get off the stage. But Richie, thank you, thank you, thank you. Really mm-hmm. appreciate it. 
All right, let's let's do a voicemail from Neil from Chicago. First time voicemail lever, lever or lever, lever or lever. Push the little How about lever. Voicemailer. A voicemailer. There we go. Ah, first time voicemailer. First time voicemailer. All voicemailer. Our voicemailers. Neil, thank you very much for leaving a voicemail. Let's listen to what Neil from Chicago from Chi Town has to say. Mm-hmm. Hey, Sisheads, this is your boy Neil from Chicago. Um, first time caller. Uh, I've been listening for a while. I actually picked up your podcast from, uh, Rogue One and, uh, Blue Harvest, but I just wanted to, uh, give a call for the first time and, uh, just, uh, get your opinions on something. Um, you know, one of the things that just came out over the last couple of days was that, uh, Captain Rex from the Clone Wars and Rebels it's actually the same older guy with the uh, gray and white beard in the Return of the Jedi battle scene uh, when they're approaching the bunker. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I kind of like feel that, well, I was happy when he was appeared in Rebels because I knew he had survived Order 66 and you know escaped all the other clones. But I kind of feel like they're almost caving into fans' desires to connect the Star Wars universe and have everything be connected to everything else. So I, I was happy when he was in Rebels, but I guess I'm not kind of happy that they're caving to this and making him that same guy. But I wanted to see what your opinions were on this. Uh, once again, I want to thank you guys for being a, a great podcast. And uh, I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. All right, Neil. Thank you for that voicemail. And keep on uh, dropping some voicemails on us, yes. man. Thank you. Please. Yeah. We appreciate them all. And you got to let us know if you're a Cubs fan or you a White Sox fan. <laughs> you I'm, I'm gonna go with Cubs. I think he's a North Sider. Let's just you're gonna say he's a Cubby. Let's play the safe the Cubbies. Come on. Okay. Well, you know this <laughs> is a this is a great question because I also saw that there's not a lot of news out there. You know this week hasn't been like a crazy week for Geekdom. No. So we don't have a ton to talk about. So it's great to catch up on these voicemails. You, you, hold on. You know that's a, an issue sometimes because right when we say that and we. Put the episode out. All of a sudden, Geekdom decides Slammed. to just tomorrow blast. They're gonna, they're gonna everything a, from their inner. The last Jedi everywhere. trailer yes. is gonna drop tomorrow. Yeah, no, and exactly. and the standalone Star Wars film. No, and it's someone yeah. is gonna be announced. No, oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then someone will leak the whole Infinity War film right. on YouTube. Yeah, and exactly. they'll watch it before we do. Now, the, your question was, uh, do I have a problem with this whole Rex being in Jedi thing? Uh, you know what? In this occasion, I don't have a problem with it because I don't think it's going to lead to a huge story for it to change the story around. Um, I think it's kind of a cool thing that they did. I completely understand what you're saying, though. They should 100% not cave in to fans wanting things. Um, and we talked about cable earlier. If you leave it up to the fans, they would have had some big, huge bodybuilder be mm-hmm. cable and he would have sucked yep. as an actor and it wouldn't have worked. So let the directors and storytellers tell the story. But something like cutesy like that, uh, I have no problems with it on that front. But I, I I totally agree with what you're saying. What do you guys think? Boo, what do you think? Yeah, no, I do agree. You know, the, a little thing like that is is cool to think about and see. Uh, when it's small things like that, those things are like, oh, and that's it. We're just like, oh, that's cool. I think they just lucked out and found somebody in a pit in that scene. I yeah. was about to like, say, yeah. yeah, you just took what I was going to yeah. say, Raj. And yeah, they just got lucky. There's some guy with the <laughs> full beard and a bristle mustache. <laughs> right. And they go, oh, yeah, that's him right there. Yeah. 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 So if, if it's something small like that where it's like, oh, that's cool. And then you move on. That's great. If it's not something where it's, you know, completely changes or pops in a character that's, you know, useless or new. That's where the issues start. 
So yeah, so I, I do agree. Let you know the people who create these things and create these movies and direct the movies and all that. They know what they're doing. Let them do their jobs. Don't tell them how to. Nobody tells you how to do your job. Don't don't my tell them how to tells do me how to do my job. No, because he's paid to tell you how to do your job. That's true. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. That's why he's my boss. We'll leave yeah, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. 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 So that's, yeah, that's the way. I, so little things like that, they're cool to see. Not, nothing much further in importance is like that. Oh, he's still alive. That's cool. Yeah. And I, I remember seeing this about six, seven months ago. Maybe it was last year. It became kind of like this whole internet buzz mm-hmm. thing. And I think from there, they said, well, you know what? We're not really going to use Rex from here on out other mm-hmm. than Rebels. Maybe we should just say he was there and yeah, we'll just we will kill him off. So. Yeah. You know, for for that instance, it's all good. I don't. I have no problems with it. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think, Les? Well, it, it almost makes sense because it is Jedi, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yes, it's Jedi. Yeah, it's so, in, on Andor. Yeah, so it almost makes sense that going from Rebels through A New Hope, you know, Rebels, Rogue One, A New Hope, all yeah. the way through. Yeah, why not? Why not get him there? So that's I mean, cool. It, it's cool that Rex has survived this whole time, all the way through Jedi. That's kind of cool. It is cool, ass. but I, I I agree with you in a way. I think they just happen to get lucky and go, okay, that's that's Captain Rex right there, guys. What's it's funny just, is, is nobody else looks like that at all. No, no one does. <laughs> but it's like, did you think that was going to be the case? Because Jedi came out way before yeah, was, Rebels, well, right? Well, before he was in Clone Wars. So, yes. so Rex was in Clone Wars. So I wonder if somebody saw that scene. On, exactly. Jedi and goes, yeah. hey, we're gonna make Rex look like that later on. I don't know. Who knows? No, exactly. Well, Dave Filoni knows. I can tell you that. Yeah, but huh. they probably tripped on this thing. I mean, okay, maybe not. We need Jason they, Ward, the Star Wars expert, to come in. On <laughs> yeah, it, it, or any of those guys, Johnny Hawes, any of them. But yes, for sure, Jason. For sure. For Abbas. me, what I'm thinking is, is I don't want to say they stumbled on it because these guys are geniuses. They know what they're doing. Yeah. They have. A, they have a plan. They have, you know, a forward goal, but. In some cases, this does, like you just said, they go, oh, okay, that's it right there. Okay, let's just go ahead and confirm it and throw it out there and get everybody scrambling and everybody posting memes and pics and all kinds of stuff going left, right, center, going crazy. So, yeah, why not give us a little something to gnaw on? And that's pretty much what they did. Neil, thank you for that voicemail again. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for listening. Thank you for representing Chi-Town. I love that city. It's a great city. You ever been there? Boop. No. You no. ever been there less? No, I don't go anywhere. I know you don't go anywhere. I stay anchored to California. <sighs> I suck. Sorry. All right. You know what? Let's talk a little DC for a second. And there's not much to talk about, but we get a lot of people that email us or send voicemails out about the DC TV shows. And I want to know from your both perspectives why we cannot get into these shows. I told you my whole theory was Netflix killed these shows for me. Mm-hmm. But people are saying that these shows are amazing. Flash. I've watched Arrow. I loved Arrow for the first two and a half seasons. And then I just late was lazy and I haven't started up. Gotham, I watched the first two seasons. Again, lazy. Mm-hmm. I need to get on him. But, uh, you know, these other ones that are out, the Supergirl and the Legends. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, with the ones on FX, uh, we had uh, the crazy ass one. Oh, Legion. Legion was on. That's a Marvel, though. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm but, sorry. Let's just talk. Okay, why don't we talk book, comics in general? Because there's, I was gonna, I was yeah, gonna even take uh, the that Marvel point. shows. So not just DC, but yeah. DC seems to be the the ones that are actually doing pretty well and, and making money. And then also Gifted just started. And Gifted started on what channel? On Fox. 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 Okay, just so they're Fox. they're all over the place. Why can't we get into them? So Boo, what's your take on this? That's interesting. It's the. Is it the writing? Is it the production value is that you're not into the characters is it just because it's on network television they can't push the envelope 
why can't you get into them? Because a lot of our listeners, they do watch and they love them. Yeah. Uh, one of the big things is that is that they do not push the envelope. That is that is something because once once you get a taste of something that's really sweet, you want it again. So like it, Jolly Ranchers. Yes. I love Jolly or Ranchers. Or cocaine. Um, or coke, yes. So, Gentlemen uh, confessions. Just kidding. We have never done coke. Oh, who's weed? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I did get an offer for coke. Multiple, multiple, multiple times. people got offered. I don't know if I have a sign on my on my forehead that says, I, I like do coke. coke. Um, <laughs> you, you wrote it in your but, sweat. That's but why, same yeah. guy came up to me three times. I was like, no, I'm good, he bro. He really wanted to get you yeah, high. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like with you know uh, shows on Netflix and uh, you know HBO and stuff like that where – you know, the envelope is pushed. The blood is there. The action is there. Um, there are these, you know, the the production value is insane to some of these shows. We'll talk about that in a second. Yes, we will. Then there's also the, I don't know if it's the inability or just the choice that they make to not make what people want. People want a Superman show. People want a Batman show. People want an X-Men show. People want what they know. People, you know, Supergirl's great. People know Supergirl. She's not Superman. So you're saying that they're trying to bank off these little side characters to and make some money, and it's not. And it's not but they're not banking on but it. But the CW is actually they're doing well. They're doing great, actually. If you yeah, think about it, they're yeah. cleaning up a, on ratings. And there's a goddamn Krypton show on Sci-Fi now. Yes, wow. <laughs> there is. I just saw it. Wow. No, I I'm on the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I'm on the same. Uh, it's, it's like man opinion as you are. Yeah, I loved Arrow, but Arrow's mm-hmm. a main character in that world in the DC universe. So yes, I get is, that. Yeah. But I well, so is Flash, but so is but, Flash. But yeah. for some reason, it, it is also the network that they're on. You do know that this is going to be TV, and we've known what TV is our entire lives, and it's not it. The separation from TV to movie or TV to HBO is sometimes miles long, which is sad to say. And Netflix has found a way to bridge that gap between yes. a. Uh, between having still having a TV show and making it either on par with HBO or sometimes even better and, and having a movie quality experience from an hour show and wait, there's 13 episodes of them. Yeah, I was going to say not only that, they can drop full seasons on us and go, here you go, exactly. binge on that or just come back whenever you want. That's true. I and think, rewatch and it. We're, and we're asking this question about why us three don't get into these yeah, shows we're, we're, or we fall I, off we sometime. We might be in the minority of geekdom to not watch at least one or two. Okay. You know what I mean? I think. I'm not sure. Uh, mm-hmm. no. I, know, I know there's a lot of people that are on our side as well um, that I've talked to. But we, we constantly get questions mm-hmm. that we can't really answer because we don't watch the shows. Yeah. For me, I think the issue in some respects is it's it's network television. When I finally do get settled, I'm more than likely turning on something else my xbox i'm usually gonna go on to netflix and scroll that hit continue watching and just go on through Mm -hmm. uh i could probably set my dvr and record some stuff but i think my best the best nights for tv are actually sunday nights and you just have your alt things so i love we will love the walking dead we will Mm -hmm. watch the walking dead which is a comic book show true on Uh, on a well it's it's, it's, it's it's still Let's it's, be honest, it's yeah. cable, but the majority of everybody in... They say shit and balls on there. Yeah, it, but, but, on, but only all of us... Well, not all of a sudden, but only because they are they have power now. You well, know, they it's, do. It's, it's, the it's censors, one of those... The censors, not that they let it happen or that they pay for it, but they say, 
all right, we're going to let you do it. In the first season, never, never going to happen. But later season, we're like, it's the fucking Walking Dead. You do whatever you want. Well, just so you Not know, though, you want, on Breaking Bad, they gave Vince Gilligan the censors were like, you can use the F word. You can say fuck. And but he used it. He, they only gave him one. Yeah. I think per episode or something like that or per season or he could use one wherever. And he chose where to insert that. So they have autonomy. I, I, I do have a question about Breaking Bad, though, and censorships. I was watching it on Netflix and I can't remember which, but his first season, the first few episodes when he finally sees Jesse Pinkman for the first time when he gets busted in the meth lab. Right. And he's banging the neighbor's wife. Yes. Upstairs. And, yeah. And the neighbor's wife comes out. She's topless. I think she might even be naked. Was that on AMC? Great question, because I didn't see it on AMC. I didn't see it on that. I either. saw it on that, that. That kind of proved or goes back to what I was saying. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Go Google or this actual conversation. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. If, somebody, if somebody could answer that for me, was she actually topless when it was on AMC, AMC. when it premiered? Let me know. Because I, I was wondering about that. And since we just spoke about censorship a little bit, I would like to have that question answered. So please. Well, okay, but going back to that question, it's just, I don't want to say it's tough. I, I do understand that it's probably great family entertainment. But for me as a comic book fan, there's some things that have been posited that I cannot get my head around. Mm. Gotham, for me, I'm sorry. To- yeah, which is weird because Gotham is pretty damn good, man. Yeah, but okay, all the here, all the villains are what, uh, five years older than Batman? Yeah. Significantly older than Batman? Like, that's not the case. Yeah, I know that's not that. Yeah. So that's one thing. And, and is, does it make me a stickler? Yes, I'm sorry. Also, the other thing <sighs> to posit that Hugo Strange is the whole mastermind behind this whole thing. Let's assassinate Thomas and Martha and all this other stuff. And you know what? For someone who doesn't watch the show, I know enough because people are trying to get you just to watch the you, show. <laughs> yes, I'm a cheater and a spoiler, everybody. Shame. Baby, get over it. There's only one. Shame. Lying, cheating, steal. Shame. Baby, get over it. For you, You're going to have to let this go. Shame. <laughs> Anyways, it's, I mean, I do know they do different arcs and they pull these things off, but it also jacks up some continuity for me. Flash, that means there's, and you know, maybe that runs with DC as far as they go. They have alternate versions. They have infinite Earths and different versions. So yes, Grant Gustin's Flash can exist at the same time as Ezra Miller's Flash. Fine. That means all of Batman's villains exist in Gotham and they also exist in Christian Bale's Batman. They also exist in, well, they don't. Well, actually, yeah, they exist in Keaton's Batman's, Clooney's, (laughs) Kilmer's. Oh shit, we're gonna have Crisis on Infinite Earths. <laughs> well, that'll be the next Justice League movie. Oh, no. oh my god, they're gonna wipe uh, everything the fuck out. Dude. Oh I'm no. done. That, that might be maybe we should start watching the TVs then. That's it. There it is. All right, guys. So we are going to get into Game of Thrones. Oh now. thank god, yes. yes. We've been waiting for this. And it was a wonderful, 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 amazing episode. And we are going to get into this right now. So if you don't want to be spoiled for episode number four. Spoils of war. Spoils of war. If you don't want to be spoiled by spoils of war, <laughs> you might want to tune out for the next 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Hour. Because we are going to <laughs> talk about this episode and read some emails and listen to voicemails and all that good stuff. So five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> We're going to first start off with a voicemail from last week's episode, uh, which was a great episode as well, because every episode has been amazing. Every episode seems like a season finale. And Josh, our friend Josh, 
who is a great, great listener. And we chat with him on the DM groups. He's just a great guy. We interact with him on Twitter. He left us a voicemail. So let's listen to Josh's voicemail right now. What is up, Sith Heads? It's Josh. Uh, I think you know who I am, but I haven't actually left a voicemail for you guys. Uh, I was holding off until like Game of Thrones, I guess, because, man, Game of Thrones is awesome. Um, so I just watched last night's episode, which were, I think, our, uh, the Queen's Justice, I believe, episode three of season seven. And man, oh man, what an episode. What an explosive ending without, you know, the actual explosives. But still, my heart was like, whoa, I was racing, dude. But, um, let me get let me get one thing off here. What is what in the hell is taking Arya so long? Shit, Bran is in a fucking wagon, being pulled, you know, by his by his good friend, and they're probably going at a fucking snail's pace. You know that Arya's on a isn't she on a fucking ho- no not that's Sansa. Arya is taking her sweet ass fucking time. I'm pretty sure she has a horse. If I remember correctly, she has a fucking horse and she's taking her sweet ass time to get to Winterfell. What the hell is she doing? She's stopping off and I know she's getting, you know, bread from hot pies and all that and, you know, doing all that bit. Run, running in uh, to Nymeria in the middle of the forest and doing that bit. What the hell? <laughs> like, Get your ass up to Winterfell. There's shit, shit happening here. Um, so Littlefinger is also starting to scare the fuck out of me because he is, he is starting to whisper in her ear, and she is giving in in a way I am very uncomfortable with. And and you know now he's playing all his cards on the table because he got he, you know he's starting to realize that the John is not going to put up with this bullshit, and he's worried that if he doesn't make a move soon, he could be either dead or out. And I, I just think Littlefinger is is playing the side. He's he's really starting to ramp up his, uh, you know, his little routine. And uh, I just what I'd really much prefer is to have Sansa just slit his throat immediately uh, and just be done with him. Because and sorry, Emily Lind, uh, but still, that uh, that that guy needs to fucking go. So. I want to know what you, I mean, you guys are going to talk about this episode through and through. I fucking loved the reveal. Uh, like I said, at the end, uh, spoilers, <laughs> um, that, uh, you know, mama Tyrell, fuck, I can't even remember her name. I'm so bad with names. I'm going to be that fucking guy, but holy shit. She's like giving Jamie the business and just like straight up, just been talking so much shade and just straight up saying, you know, your sister's a monster, right? Like, it's a damn shame that she's twisting you like this. Oh, and by the way, I poisoned your son. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. And she already took the poison that was like just such a sweet, like, silent, quiet death with no pain. And it's just like, oh, it's, it's justice. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. Got me good. Also, um, you know, fire and ice coming together, John and, uh, and Danny. What an amazing uh, reunion! I love that John refused to bend the knee immediately. He's obviously uh, a lot. You know, he's he's a strong man. He's a real strong leader. Um, I think he's. You know, he really truly will be one of the best uh, <coughs> warden. Uh, you know, wardens of the north. 
uh, that Westeros has ever seen. I'm sorry, uh, Eddard lovers, but uh, you know he's, he's just a phenomenal, uh, and and that actor is so great, um, Kid Harrington, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna try and keep this short because I know you guys got a lot of email, uh, voicemails to get through, and Ollie's obviously gonna have a, a fucking bombshell of a of a of a voicemail. But anyway, wanted to let you know I'm super excited. I love your podcast, and uh, yeah, I'm sorry I didn't have a question for you. Maybe I should have had a question. Uh, question question is, um, what do we think is gonna happen with Bran there? I think he's obviously gonna tell John when he gets back about his lineage. But what's that going to kick off? All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Josh, epic voicemail. Love it. Mm-hmm. We had gotten your voicemail after we recorded. Yes. So I would have put it on last week. So obviously, you know that things have moved forward if you watch this last episode. <laughs> and things have moved forward. And a lot of things that you touched upon actually <laughs> happened on this episode. I agree. I loved last week's ending. I thought it was great. And having Elena just put a little knife through Jamie's heart there talking bitch, about bitch her. slapped him with words bitch slapped him with words uh was fantastic was amazing and uh, you're right Arya did take her sweet ass time eating those breads and drink pounding those beers but obviously you know that things changed for this episode mm-hmm. and i completely agree with you little finger is scaring the shit out of me as well and it's time for that mother effer to go down i'm hoping for that i really am i really am little finger is after this newest episode he doesn't scare me at all because there's something I've noticed that especially from Bran and Arya and even Sansa and, and John too. They, I think they know. Yeah. They know that he on. betrayed Ned we, in the first season. We have a voicemail that's going to allude to something Ooh, by yeah. one of our favorite mm-hmm. listeners in history. Uh, we'll get in that right now. But Josh, thank you for that voicemail. It was awesome. I love your takes. And keep sending us these voicemails, man. Mm-hmm. We normally record on Sunday night. So today was an anomaly because we we came back from Cancun. But send them, man. We love them. Emails, voicemails. We love... Yes, um, people. We love how enthusiastic you are about the show, too, which is great. And thank you for those nice words about our podcast. Yes. We really appreciate it. Let's get into a voicemail that kind of leads... Josh's leads into this one. So this is about this episode. Well, actually, it's not. We got this. We got this voicemail as well over the weekend while we were in Cancun. And the person that sent us this voicemail is none other than Rogue One's and Blue Harvest's own Haas Burkhart. Mm. He sent us a voicemail. I haven't listened to it yet. Let's listen to Hazy Haas. Hey, buddies. This is Hall. I was just listening to you guys' newest episode. And uh, I got to tell you, I think you guys are way off about Littlefinger. I think this episode, this uh, season, rather, spells doom for Peter Baelish. You gotta think. Like, just look at all the pieces that are being put on the table. He's in Winterfell. Bran just got to Winterfell. Bran's got the goddamn Shining. Homeboy can read people. He read Sansa. What do you think Bran's gonna say when he reads Littlefinger? You think he's not gonna tell Sansa that Littlefinger played a role in Ned Stark's death? Please. He's gonna tell her and then she's not going to take that lightly. She's done with Littlefinger. She's done. And I'm telling you, she's either going to pull the trigger or Arya is going to pull the trigger. So maybe I'm wrong. I'm, I've been wrong many a time before. But I just wanted to call in and put in my two cents about that, guys. Littlefinger's done, guys. 
done. D.E. Dead. Dead. Uh, also, congratulations on a year of podcasting, guys. Buddy Boo, Araj, left. It's been an honor to call you guys friends. So I'll talk to you guys soon. Well, you just yeah, you got me tearing up here, right? Huh? So that last know. part of that, that little in the throat. throat, yeah, that's a little, a little choked up. Got a little verklempt. <laughs> I got verklempt. Haas, thank you for that voicemail. And I don't know if you are Norstadamus or something because <laughs> evidently it, we just watched the last episode and you sent this. I think on Friday or Thursday, you're fucking dead on yeah, about Baelish. I completely agree with you now, a hundred percent. That didn't think. I've totally forgot that Brand knows what the fuck happened. Knows everything. Knows no, everything. Aria, if I'm not mistaken, was in under the at at uh, King's Landing in the castle. She was under there and overheard either Varys and Littlefinger. Oh, I don't remember. Or that. someone in Littlefinger talking about betraying Ned Stark. Ah, remember? Okay. And she ran up yapping to Ned. They're gonna do this. They're gonna do that to you. And he's like, "Calm down, child." And like just you know br- brushed her off, and next thing you know, he's. So I'm not mistaken, yeah. So, yeah, Haas is dead on. I mean, I, he's. Not, I why totally not see keep, it, Haas? What? Yeah. Why not keep Peter Baelish right next to you? He's there instead of at the Queen's side, at, at Cersei's side, right? And you know what? At some point, just say, "Hey, we know what you did, man. It's time to take you out." Well, and that's it. Let's get into this this episode, and we'll talk about Haas's voicemail while we get into it because. There, there was a, a lot of things that happened in this thing. Now, our, of course, Arya shows up to Winterfell. Finally. Finally. Just treats those two guards like little bitches because which they, they are. Which they which are, they were, yeah. yeah. Well, they were jerks to her, but right. then again, she's supposed to be dead or she whatever. Reunites. She reunites. Mm-hmm. She reunites with her sister. When she sees Bran and Bran gives... Now, Baelish and Bran... I'm going all over the place because I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, episode. yeah. Rewind yourself So there. when Baelish goes up, the little finger goes up to Bran and talks to him... Bran knows what he is and what, what he, he is did, and yeah. who he is. Gets the dagger, right? With Valerian steel. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward again to what I said is when Bran and Arya meet, Bran gives that dagger. Mm-hmm. Is that dagger going to be the dagger that slits Baelish's throat? That'd be very good. Meaning he gives her this dagger. He can't do anything. He's a cripple. Mm-hmm. No. But Arya can. Yeah, you're right. Because all Bran has been doing in his... So he's come back and he seems shell shocked and shut down. And I'm no longer Brandon Stark. I'm just under three eyed Raven. And you know what? I'm detached from this world because he has been seeing and watching everything. Like he says, after uh, Baelish gives him the dagger, he leaves that one line to him. Chaos is a ladder. The realm. Do you know what the realm is? It's the thousand blades of Aegon's enemies. A story we agree to tell each other over and over till we forget that it's a lie. But what do we have left once we abandon the lie? Chaos. A gaping pit waiting to swallow us all. Chaos isn't a pit. Chaos is a ladder. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's a way of him saying that your bullshit is not going to work yeah, with me. And, yeah, and that, so that's I know number you, you three. That's number three out of the Stark remaining Starks telling him to right? fuck off. John was like, you don't belong down here. Yeah. And he gave him the quick look and it was like, oh, shit. Quick look. Sa- he, he held yes. his throat. And then Sansa. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then Sansa look. was like, whatever, Peter Baelish. I'm she, done with you. She too. told him to stop talking. 
Yeah, just I'm sure you have something clever to say, but I don't need to hear it. Mm-hmm. So that's three for three now. So Baelish is like, oh, shit. But like we said, they meet warm reunion. You can see that they're all different now. The Starks are not what they were when we first saw them in Winterfell. Mm-hmm. They've been scattered, bloodied, beaten and battle hardened, battle hardened in, in, in many different ways. So you have the magic with Bran. You have. Well, and Bran is and, and Bran is dead. The person that was Bran. Yes. Yeah. He's come when, through and he is no longer Bran Stark. Yeah. He's done. When Mira told Bran that you died in the cave, she died right. in the cave. Mm-hmm. He's not the same guy, even though he does feel, looks like he has compassion towards the family, well, the hugs and mm-hmm. the, but he, he's no longer himself. No, no. He is detached from the world completely. Right. Mm-hmm. He is. Yeah. He's not anywhere near himself. Arya is a fucking ninja. She's badass. Let's just God, say she badass. is, she should be the next character for Assassin's Creed. She just legit be <laughs> Assassin's Creed Westeros, and that's it, dude. So and you're great, fucking Arya going around murking everything, dude, what? knocking people off your list. Uh, just the list. Oh, just yeah. We what were, a great that scene between between her and, and Brienne. And, and Brienne. Well, in in the whole confirmation, <sighs> because Sansa laughs it off, and that just shows you that how much they've changed. Because Arya at the beginning was rambunctious, mm-hmm. and Sansa was a lady, and Arya's whole tomboyishness like was just laughed off and they, right. they went back to that little thing mm-hmm. and then they forgot that. But quickly. was that a laugh off at the end with see, Sansa or see, was she upset? See, that's no. what I was wondering. I, she looked upset to me. See, the way that I looked at it no, was... No, when they first met in the crypt looking at Ned. Oh, no, wait, that, that was what I'm talking, talking about. about when she's uh, training and fighting. Yes, with Brienne. Brienne. Yeah. And at the end, Sansa looks down and is she upset that her little, little sister has become this or... Is she upset at something? I don't. I don't get that scene. No, because Baelish looks at her again. I think it's. I think it's half of what you said, where she's. She's not upset. She's sad that her sister is not the same person that she remembers. Right. She sees okay. her sister, okay. somebody who can keep up, keep up with the woman that has protected her from from well, here the to hound. there. Yeah, the how. Yeah. So she's. She. It's not her Arya anymore. She's a badass now. Yeah. That she's sad about that, and I think there's a little bit of happiness and fear because she sees somebody who can who can and will protect her like Brienne did. I think and that's what's going to happen. I think I think she sees a replacement where she's like I'm okay. Yeah. But but, but it's it's sadness and a mix of like happiness and fear. That's what I think. What you're getting here is you're getting four parts of the Stark family that can do things. Right. It's just a multifaceted different version of the Starks. You still have some honor in John. So John is honorable, mm-hmm. but he's a leader of men, just like Ned. And like we said, Arya is definitely going to be the killer arm of the Stark family. She will be the one. Yeah. She's going to be the goes protector. down. She's going to be the one sneaking off and just hurting things. And I can't wait. And Sansa oh. will stay political and do her thing, but yeah. she's no one to mess with either because she can dispatch. Mm-hmm. She said, who's on your list? She can literally say, Ario, you need to take care of this. Mm-hmm. Right. Because Sansa has no problem pulling the trigger. And no, she, she knows what needs to be yeah, done. She looks at Arya and goes, uh, yeah, Baelish, he's got to go. Yeah. And so, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead. ahead. No, and then after that training session, Arya did what all the other Starks have done. She finally did number four. So, yes, Haas, you are on the right track. Yeah, Haas, you're She you're gave dead him on. a look of like, you motherfucker. Yeah. You're and, gone. And, and Bran <laughs> will probably tell her. Mm-hmm. So you're, yeah, you're, uh, after watching this episode, 
everything that you said lines up perfectly. Uh, Baelish is fucked. See, see, but the thing that I would like to like to see that, and I think would be really cool and interesting, is because Baelish is losing all control, and he's a man of control and a man of of uh, what, what did he say in the first season? I, I can't remember what he said in in the brothel, but he's a man of control. He he had um, some control of Sansa. He he was able to keep himself alive. He's losing every single piece that is connecting him to control. One thing that I think would be I would like to see is him survive. Is him him actually make it somehow, somehow weasel his way out because everything is he's pitted up against a yeah. rock and a hard place. It is being impossible, but if they can figure out some way to do it correctly and make it awesome, I would like to see him. Survive. That's why previously I said that he's going to pull out of this somehow, only because. They're setting this up like he's fucked. He's fucked. He's fucked. He's, he's already, and he's already look, looking and at the fire. He constantly is yeah. looking like a shady motherfucker. He's got one more fucking pull out of that deck, mm. in my opinion, that he's going to fuck over something. The last card. Yeah. yeah he's just not going to die. Just die. Mm-hmm. Let's be so honest. That's what I think. Yeah. That's yeah. why Haas and, and everybody else. That's why I thought that. And I still think that he's still got one more shady thing that he's going to drop. Um, and it's going to be severe. Oh, he may send a raven. To Cersei or something. That may just be it. But as far as him like getting away, he may be able to like pull another card and get out of Winterfell. But Arya will Identity, be, Identity, Identity, yeah, Arya dead. will drop out of the trees and goodbye. You're done. Right. The whole Falcon through the throat. Yeah, right, that's right. it. Yep. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. <laughs> and then let's move on to some other big stuff that happened. Big, huge it's stuff. And, big. and the the Dragonstone. Yes. Which was a very cool scene. Very cool scene. And having Jon Snow take her in, mm-hmm. Daenerys in, and having her see on the walls what she saw. What the, what the first men and the, uh, yeah. the, the uh, children of the forest. The children yeah. Of the forest and her play. saying, I will fight for you if you take a knee. And you can tell that they're getting closer and closer. I mean, even the little but, hints. Yeah, well, she walked without her Dothraki, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah her and uh, her and secret service And there. she's asking yeah. him for advice. Mm-hmm. What would you while, do? While scolding, you know, uh, Tyrion. Tyrion. So they're getting closer and closer. And Jon Snow is getting smitten with her and, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. He is. Because he said, yes. there's no time for that right now. Yeah. He could have just said, hell no. I'm not even thinking about that. He just said, right now, there's no time for that right mm-hmm. now. I got to fight some, you know, dead walkers, <laughs> so, some white walkers. So that was really cool. And the before we get to the real crazy scenes. No. And then you get te- uh, Theon showing up on, oh, on yeah, shore. Theon. And <sighs> credit was, to John. Was, because, that was intense. Yeah. Right when he sh- I'm like, oh, dude. Yeah. yeah. And Theon handled himself just well enough for, for what we saw the, la- the episode before of him dropping out of the boat and cowarding out and being a little wuss. Well, but, I'm glad he's kind of composed himself again because mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be Shriek again. Reek. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. He Shriek like Reek. He, yes, he could have. But Screech, for yeah. John to like go, you know, I should be killing you right now. And that's twice now. John held Baelish by his throat and then he grabs Theon and he's like, uh, just be wanted things. to. He's just got bigger things to get to deal with. And why worry about that? But. Another that was a cool little reunion. And you guys obviously John is going to kneel down at, at some point. He's going to kneel down and because propose. when she said when she said isn't their survival more important than your pride? There was something that clicked in John's head right but there. But it's it's but I I found that conversation interesting. It's not his pride. It uh what he's saying is that that doesn't matter. 
Whoever sits on the throne, who's ever in control, whoever's kneeling does not matter. I know, but if, but if that's the, what she wants, and he, she, it's not his pride. He's going to do that. I kind of wish that I kind of wish they didn't say that it was his pride because he. It's not his pride. It is for the survival of everyone in, in the, Westeros. In, yes, in Westeros. That's what is important. Not who is in control. Not who is kneeling. Not none of that. Not uh, whoever has money. That is all useless. It is for the survival of the known world. Let's just assume he went, he said something to her in that cave after she said that, because that's the problem right now. If there's someone who has pride, it's Danny. Yes. Exactly. She is still hung up on this bend the knee. Mm-hmm. Bend the I'm, knee. I'm the rightful, I'm the rightful queen. queen. I'm the rightful a heir. Bend ton the of knee. titles. Yeah. Give me this. Give me that. I've done this. I've done that. I think John may appeal to her. Hey, you're the breaker of chains. That means you're a person of the people. You know, I think he's been trying to appeal that to mm-hmm. her. So who knows what he said and who knows what happened when they cut away from him in the cave with her. But I'm going to assume it's something inspirational or at least something to give gain trust for her to turn around and ask, well, I th- what would you want me to do? Right. And I think we're going to see another. I, I think we're going to see Jon Snow on his knee in an epic moment to finally combine it. Watch. I bet you. He's going to propose. You, I bet I don't, you. I don't, I don't, He's going to propose. He's going to get on his marriage. knee. Marriage. I don't think so. I, I, I don't think he bends the knee. I think he will. I don't think so. I think he will. No. <laughs> well, let's get let's get into <laughs> what everybody wants to talk about. Oh, my God. Well, well, Theon comes bearing bad news. The uncle's very bad news, and they make the Tyrion decision. bears bad news. Right. Danny's upset and pissed. Yes, and then it sounds I was, like I was waiting to see fire in her eyes. She asks John for advice, right? And it sounds like he brings her down a little bit. Yeah, calms her down. Calms yeah. her down a little bit, but I think instead of calming her down, it refocused her on some other what's tactics. A, what's important? Yeah. What's important is to go after the military, not and, the people, and not the people. And, the and next that was know, the mistake Jamie made. If you think about it, he exposed his army on the way back, so they were not expecting well, an here, attack. Here's the cool thing. If you remember in episode one, season one, oh, shit. Robert Baratheon has a quote and says that you never fight the Dothraki on an open, open field. field. Yes. And what never. was that? An open field. And that's exactly what they field. did. Man, oh, man. Let's talk about that now. Well, how did they get the intel, the intel to go there? So, obviously, oh, yeah, they, they beat Highgarden. Yeah, so they beat Tyrion High tells her. Think about who she had standing there. You have Davos and Jon Snow. Right. Davos is also a good tactician. Mm-hmm. Jon Snow is. You have these people telling her what to do. Yeah, so, but of course, they devise. She, she doesn't know how great Jon Snow is. As a, I mean, he's gotten himself to be the king of the north. But, I mean, she's at this point, well, she's for pissed her to that Tyrion. Stock in his council is a big up. deal. So right, yes. right, right. So Tyrion's, she's pissed at Tyrion. Yes. She so she's going to ask for a different council. Mm-hmm. And she gets it. Some and we don't know. Eyes. We don't know if. Oh yeah, you know what? Maybe that's what I'm trying him. to say is that with those two there, quite possibly, and then even for them to put their heads together and Theon to say, "Look, we can take the ships and get them over there right now. Drop right. them off because they're on an open road in an open field. Right. And let's just go strike them directly." And John does give an empowered speech about melting castles and people. Yeah. And you know what? The the what she does after is. Goddamn badass and just no guys. I mean, <laughs> one of the greatest things I have ever seen on anything. I wish we had a camera in in the in the movie room oh. to see our reactions. Not less is because he's seen it already. Yeah, shame, shame on you. But to see Boo and I's reactions of that goddamn <sighs> horde 
coming in shot of the season the dragons over the dothraki and you know what's gonna happen the lannisters are set up for what i have no idea they're 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 facing the dothraki in open field and there's a dragon above them i was like i was wondering how are they gonna break through the line oh wait the line's been melted there you go and how about that fucking stand up on the horses oh god that was badass there's just so much going on Uh, we it, did watch after this show. Yes, you guys breakdown. should watch it. Yeah, and everybody should watch that. Uh, it's if you're watching HBO now, or even if you have on demand. I know they do this when you watch episodes on demand of Game of Thrones. They go to a breakdown of everything. Yes, the practical effects, the amount of work that went into it, the just the different units shooting everything. But back to the battle that. Wait, we first saw before I want I want to say something about this fucking thing we saw. I do not want to hear any excuses from DC from Marvel, from Sony, from Fox about special effects and why their special effects sucked in movies. Mm. What I just saw on a fucking cable TV show Mm -hmm. outdid anything that I've seen in the last two years of any comic book movie. Okay, It was unreal. And then the practical effects, what they went through to get those things done on a TV show, fuck off. Mm -hmm. If you can't make a fucking good special effects battle scene between Wonder Woman and Ares, Ares, yeah, or Spider Man and, and, and the Vulture. D- like, I don't even want to hear that excuse anymore. Mm-hmm. That was we used to had fucking dragons look so fucking real, and a blonde woman mm-hmm. on top of them blowing everything up. It was just in the shots that they did with the with the coming in and from the, the dragons, work and all the work. down, yeah, the dive bombing oh and the scraping. It was ridiculous. So I don't want to hear. Anybody give excuses for any of that shit? <laughs> oh, no, anymore. it was Saving Private Ryan. Was, oh, yeah. It was Saving it was, Private Ryan plus Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it was literally just the chaos mm-hmm. and the, the, the um, sheer horror and gore and terror of war yes. that you see with dragons. And yes, and not only that, you have a, just teeth <laughs> and leather and spikes and flying a crazy at you. battle with the Dothraki. I mean, it, oh, the shots were yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So, and, yeah, so you had to... I. I when I first saw the, and yes, I did cheat on you guys. Shame. Get over it. I Never. still love you. Nope. Gentlemen, it's not what you think. Heard those before words before. I tripped and fell. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> I tripped and fell. And you acted in pressing the button on my television. It's turning on HBO. Yeah, it's turning on Game of Thrones. Couldn't time. happen. Son of a bitch. I'm sorry. Shame. Ultimately, though, how badass. I got really excited. I'm sure everyone did when you hear... Especially, and you know, in the movie room, thank you, you Roger, for having me over. You just hear a little. Yes. And you see Braun go, what the fuck? Yeah. Now, Braun is something else we'll get into later, but mm-hmm. when you oh, see the Braun. Noise, the noise of the, the, the horde coming yeah, in. You can actually and, hear and them. The only one who hears it is Braun. Yeah. He's like, shit, I love shut that up. Guy. Yeah. He's like, everybody shut up. You hear that? And then all of a sudden you just hear. And then just, you're like, what the fuck's coming, dude? And sitting in the movie room that we, that you have, Raj. The speakers are behind us, and you're just like, oh, shit. And then and Bronze line was amazing, too. We, we talked about this on the plane. I would love to see the final episode. Me and Boo were talking about this. The final episode of the a, series. Of, of the series. The entire series. End it all. Yeah. In the theater. In the movie theaters. Let everybody enjoy it in a huge screen. It would be amazing. Mm-hmm. It would be so great. And don't do the whole entourage thing where you wait seven years before it comes out. Yeah, and you, you have it movie, instantly. Yeah. Right when you do it, you're making the production value is movie quality enough 
just make the last episode two hours and make it and put it in a movie theater for fans that really want to see the last episode. And speaking of making it movie quality, if when people complain about the show takes too long and it to make out or to That's make and for it to come out after you see this episode, you will know why. Yes. And you will let them do what they need to do. Yes. Because this, the, the, this, what, it was maybe 15 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. Oh, I that had it. to have taken months to shoot. Yeah, You're right. This yeah. took months. One shot that is 15 minutes. At this least, took yeah. Months. At least. It's, it's so many moving pieces. And it's, if it takes a while for them to make an episode, I'm fine. I can wait. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll sit there twiddling my thumbs if I have to. If it's stuff like that, let it be. Cause yeah, cause there is, there's no, there's nothing better than seeing something like that. And you're like, okay, okay. I get it. Do, yeah. yeah. Do what you want. Okay. I'm sorry. Good. Yeah. yeah we'll, I'm sorry. We'll just sit yeah. over here and wait for the next helping. Yeah, please. exactly. Yeah. 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 You're but like, then we get <sighs> back to Braun who pricks up, hears everything. They start trying to form up and then <sighs> you on. just hear stampeding coming and just see the battle just, just yells. Yeah. yeah there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think about Back to the Future, asshole. <laughs> I am not, dude. I'm just thinking of <laughs> that was it. You're dude. thinking of Back to the Future oh, parking lot scene. Jeez, what you're thinking about? It was great. And these guys are just stampeding down, and Bronze like these fuckers are about. What did he say? He tells he tells Jamie, Jamie get, get the, the fuck, fuck out, out yeah. of here. We're all gonna die. He's like, these fuckers are gonna flay us or yeah. something like that. And yeah. He's like, I can't leave my men. And then a dragon comes out of nowhere, and you're Which like, he should have skedaddled. Oh yeah. shit. What what I do like? I uh, probably talking way too fucking much. No, but no, I cheated no, on please, you guys. Please go. So ahead. I have to explain myself. You've seen it four times. So you have more to talk shame. about. Yeah, I do. Go yeah. ahead. What I do like is they hung everyone in the balance on this thing. Everyone was in. The, you could have lost anybody. I swear to you, God, I thought Jamie was. You could have lost Braun. You could have lost Danny. You could have lost Drogon. You could have lost Jamie Lannister. Everyone was out there, dude. At, at one point, and you're just like, what the hell, dude? Anyone can go down here. By the way, that scene between Jamie going after Daenerys with the dragon looking at Jamie right in the face, the very last scene of the, of the show. We watched the extras at the end, and, and they hit it on the nail on that one. I didn't know who I wanted to root for there. Obviously, I don't want the Lannisters to win, but they've made Jamie such a sympathizing character now. Yes. I I don't want to see him die. I would I, I would have been okay. I, I knew what side I was yeah, going Yeah, but you on. don't want him to get melted. I didn't want flames, him to die like, like that. Like just straight. So I was like, no, don't, yes. don't do this. Charbroiled? Yes. No, no, no. no, no. Not I don't want him to and die then, like And that. then all that's left, everything else is ash, and you see his hand, his metal hand, just <laughs> fall into the ash. There's the bloodlust. Fuck yeah. Coco, I Coco. damn right. So, but no, I want him to sacrifice himself for the good of the realm. Or yeah, he was trying to actually. Uh, no, no, no he was trying to go, win. I'm and you know, it's good that, on him because he turned into vicious Jamie at that point. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, he looked said, at her. I and have he's my like, opportunity I, I to take this chick out. Throat, dude, I gotta I'm gonna go. I'm not saying yeah. the good of the Lannister realm. I think he's going to do something to redeem himself 100. percent Oh, against the Night King or someone. Something great. Something's yeah. Something's gonna go. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. I could be totally off. Haas, let us know again if we're he dies next episode. Yeah, he dies. But but here's a question. Obviously, he doesn't die. He falls in the water. Bran, not Bran. Bron. Bron. Fucking names on these shows. Braun. It's called Brandon. Yeah. His sa- actual name. Saves him. They both go in the water. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, are we going to have him be a, a captured by Daenerys' army and held? And, and here's the thing. Tyrion did not look very happy watching well, his family of course get not. torn apart yeah. and his people. If they have him captured, what is Tyrion going to do? He loves his brother. 
Well, then Tyrion has to. No, Tyrion has to do his best to get Jamie to to convince Jamie to jump yes. onto their side. Yes. Okay. So Tyrion will do his best. Him and that is one of the greatest things about the show and even the stories in the books. There is a massive major bond between Jamie and Tyrion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cersei absolutely. and the rest of the Lannisters may treat Tyrion like shit, but Jamie really truly loves his brother. Like he went to full blown battle with Ned Stark in the yeah. middle of a fucking uh thoroughfare and he's the last words were I want my brother back. Mm-hmm. He's like you know, so they're just there's no breaking that bond between those two. Maybe he does end up captured. I think we gotta get his ass from the bottom of the damn river. Yeah, he's all that armor yeah, is sinking. All that armor is dragging fire. his ass. Yeah. Down. Exactly what I'm saying. I don't think I think obviously Tyrion sees that and mm-hmm. goes and saves him. And he's captured as a as a prisoner of war. So and you reunite. He's going to be Braun. held as a you know a piece of yeah, uh, meat for for Cersei's to to play. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. So you reunite Bronn, Jamie, and Tyrion. You're right. Because exactly. Bronn's going to get captured too. Right. Yeah. Bronn was the MVP, man. That guy was all he did over everything. the fucking place. He did everything. He I was, thought he was a goner. He was fighting on his horse. Mm-hmm. He was fighting on the ground. He ends up getting the damn heavy ballista and firing it at Drogon. It hits Drogon. Hits Drogon. Poor Drogon. Oh, oh but he's like, yeah, but he he lands and it, uh, the best part is with his tail breaks the shit out of the, uh, out of the fucking cat the, or the, uh, giant yeah. arrow. And, and, thing. and you know he's what? Like, fuck that thing. Credit to Danny also. Daenerys is in the thick of the fighting. Yes, she's riding a dragon. But, but she could die just like for her. Else. Yeah. And she almost did. Yep. So yeah, it was just everywhere. Chaos, just chaotic. And you didn't know who to go for. Let's be honest here. I think everyone in the DM and anyone else listening, you didn't know who to root for. You're just like, Oh shit. No. Uh, oh, oh, oh my God. Yeah. yeah you're we just, loved, we loved that Drogon was just. Yeah, Drogon's wrecking shop. You don't want Jamie to go down. You're going, don't kill Daenerys. Oh shit, Braun, look at this heroic effort this guy's putting in. Yeah, I like And Braun. you're just like, uh, well, uh, uh, yeah. Was, That's why the show's amazing. That mm-hmm. was so damn cool to have so many different hats in the ring. And you're just going, okay, everybody survived or everybody. We ended on a note where you just go, all right, nobody, nobody major's dead. We're cool with that. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So it was an amazing episode. Mm-hmm. The best, one of the best episodes and as best endings that I've ever seen on the show or yep. any, any TV show. It was unbelievable. So there is episode number four, season seven, Spoils of War. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see episode five. Oh my God. So we're going to end this episode with two emails, mm. one by our friend Manny. Mm. Who sent us a email about something that we should have picked up on. Yes. Which is pretty cool. And we're going to talk about that. And another one by Ollie. So let's get into Manny's. Manny, our great listener, Manny. Yes. He emailed us the other day and he talked, he sent us a link that talked about the spoiler in the intro. Mm-hmm. The amazing intro that they have at Game of Thrones it always has some kind of clues. But so spoiler warning again. If you, mean you're pe- here. you mean people watch the intro? Yes, people watch the intro, boo. Yes, Carlos. It's very informative. Actually. Why? That it. intro is more informative than any other intro <laughs> in television history. <laughs> but this informative intro had an Easter egg, so it seems. When we get to the wall, right? When we get to the wall. In previous seasons. In previous seasons. When you see the wall. When you see the wall, if you look to the right of the wall. There's a river. There's a river. An ocean. Mm-hmm. A river, an ocean, whatever it is that leads into an ocean. If you look at it now, you see it frozen over. Yes. 
So either that means winter is here mm-hmm. and it's frozen, or that means the walkers freeze that thing. And that's how they get across and they, the wall. And that's how they get around the wall. So what do you guys think about that? Well, uh, what is it? I, I talked to Manny about this previously, and we've we're we're at a bit of an uh, at odds with it because if they just freeze the river and walk across, very anticlimactic. If they destroy the wall, it is better. But I don't know for some reason we've been waiting for the White Walkers to cross to actually get into uh, you know go to the north and start crossing into uh, more of Westeros, and it's still not good enough. For them to you know destroy the wall or climb the wall, mm-hmm. I think I think if they destroy the wall, it will be better. Yet it won't be as good as people want, but it is a lot better than them just walking around the wall. How about if they lay down corpses, their own corpses, they corpse bridge, corpse, yeah, make a corpse bridge or something like that. That'd be kind of cool, but still not enough. Okay, yeah. yeah, less. I like that. I I really like the little details that are in the intro. Uh, for those of us who do know what's going on. Well, you could see that it's historical. Also, it shows the rebellion. It shows the stag attacking the dragon. It also yeah, things shows, changing. Yeah, yeah. It also shows the lion attacking and landing the killing blow behind the dragon's back, a la Jamie Lannister, mm-hmm. the Kingslayer. Mm-hmm. It shows all these little things throughout the history of the show we've been watching. So this is just another thing. It adds another element to the story. It adds another thing of excitement. I don't know about them walking around. They're going to get over the wall. They're going to get through the wall no matter what, whether they knock it down. That, that wall's going down. Yeah, whether yeah. they knock it down and crumble that bee, whether they fly over it, phase through it, walk around it by building ice bridges, whatever, corpse bridges, they're coming. And I think that may have been the thing that the Starks house words mean is that winter is coming. It's not the season of winter. It's them. Yes, it's and them. I think they've been there. To help fight those battles and back them off and keep the the White Walkers backed off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's very cool. I love the detail. I love that. That's cool. But I think it just means winter's here. I think it's, it's just frozen, think already. It's frozen I think, over. I don't think it has anything to do with the Walkers. Mm-hmm. I think it's very cool that it does that. No, and then I think you'll get to see winter or snow creeping down more and more in the intro. I'll go, f- over go further and further yeah, into the map. That'd be cool. cool. That would be cool. South too. Okay, thank you, Manny. That was great. Yes, we thank you. Appreciate it. You're the man. We should have noticed that, and we didn't. <laughs> now I see it every time. Yeah, now like, I God see it every time. Damn it! Is there something that you saw, Boo? That I you want to talk about? A I little did. Bit? I saw this on Twitter. I uh, I don't know where it came from. It was one of those little random things. And when they do the intro, which I skip, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> um, so when they put uh, when they look over King's Landing, the stag is still on top of King's Landing. Which is the the Baratheon stag, Stannis and Robert. So, what some people are saying is that Gendry, we do know that he's still alive. Gendry might be back in King's Landing, and he's the one, as of right now, who has a legitimate, uh, uh, what is it, stake to the throne by by blood. He's the only one because Cersei doesn't. She just she just fell into it. That's fine, whatever. Yes. And so does uh, Daenerys. She's just gonna take it. But Gendry's the only one who actually has. Uh, uh, was it blood stake in right. having the throne? So that's what I found interesting. But Les, you were saying that uh, Cersei, when she wears her armor or her little badass, she has queen shit. She still stuff. has the yeah, uh, yeah the, the antlers. Antlers, yeah. So, so really? yeah, it's not it's not antlers off of a stag's head, but they're antlers. Okay. Nonetheless, they look like almost like branches, kind of. Yeah. If you think about it. 
And then, and then when you see Jamie, of course, he's decked out in his armor. Well, yeah, because he's a Lannister. Yeah, all lined all out, lines, though. All lined. Yes. All lined out. So it's kind of interesting that she doesn't do it. I thought that she'd be one to say, "I'm a, I'm a fucking Lannister." That's interesting. And, and you know what the funny she thing is? is she, yeah, she, uh, she did exactly is owning up to the her and Jamie rumors. Yeah, she so doesn't give a shit. She give a shit it, about yeah, she doesn't care. So it queen. should be complete lions everywhere. Yeah. Also, Carlos, she forgot there is a third Baratheon brother that was greatly loved in Fire and Ice and. Really cool. He didn't live long in the show, but that was Renly Baratheon. Oh, oh that's Renly. right. That's correct. Renly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get into the last email. And this is Ollie. Ollie usually leaves voicemails. And he sent us an email this time, a written email. So I'm going to read a little bit of it. So this is from Ollie. I think Spoils of War was by far my favorite Game of Thrones episode. Not just because of Danny's attack on the loot train, but because the show has really been setting up all the characters for this payoff. For the last seven years, I do find the effects of the dragon attack probably the best that I've ever seen on television. Completely agree, buddy. While watching the making of the video at the end of the episode, you really saw the level of detail that they went into, which sets Game of Thrones apart from everyone, everything else on television. The, my only gripe is that they called it the loot train attack rather than the field of fire too, a reference to Aegon, the conqueror's campaign of Westeros. But JJ would be proud. Real sets and practical effects. J.J. Abrams is referring to, obviously. <laughs> they set the record for the most stuntmen actually set on fire in one time. They sure did. That's pretty awesome. A few quick notes not related to dragons. I thought Arya's sparring with Brienne was superb. It was such a great way to show Sansa learning what her sister has become without unneeded exposition. It was my favorite part of the episode and may have vaulted Arya to my favorite character of the show. Wait a minute. it was that, You like that better than the whole last scene? Jesus. Ollie, how dare you? How dare you? Well, there's a lot. But the, the choreography. But come on. The choreography on that scene was beautiful, though. All I, I could say when I was watching that, and I know where I'm interrupting, is shame, because I've already seen this. Not today. Not today. Yeah. That's yeah. it. It's here in Serial Pharrell. What do we tell death? Not, Not today. today. I like how she said, uh, who, who trained you? No one. And then, no yeah, one. And that yeah. means all her training has come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Yep. The faceless man, her bravosi dance teacher. Yes. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful scene. Mm hmm. Choreography was amazing. Yes, it was. Here we go. I think this episode went a long way to explain that Brandon has become less human now by becoming the Three-Eyed Raven. On the last episode, you saw his troubling description of his sister's rape and his and his non-emotion. I think this was to show that he had lost his humanity. I completely agree. And that was further exemplified by his interactions with Arya also. He is now the Three-Eyed Raven. He only remembers being Brandon Stark. Also, the one thing that I can say for sure is that the Stark children are not falling for Littlefinger's bullshit anymore. And the best part about Brandon and Littlefinger's interaction was when he quoted Littlefinger from a private discussion in season one. It was a conversation Littlefinger had privately with Varys. He referred to chaos as a ladder. I speculate that ultimately Bran is going to reveal that it was Littlefinger who was behind their father's death after all. That Arya will execute him. Just my speculation. Well... You looks like you and Hawes had that speculation. <laughs> you and another bearded fellow. Yeah, and I believe. <laughs> know what's going I on. believe she's going to use that same dagger. Yeah, there's meaning it. in it being passed around yes. from one person who lied mm-hmm. to another person who knows to another person who's going to you actually use it. Do it all. Yes. Finally, I loved how Danny naturally looked to John for advice. That's huge. She just met him. There's clearly a spark there. That's what I said. We are looking. <laughs> We're looking at the seeds of the next Targaryen dynasty. Keep up the great work, and I can't wait to listen to the show. 
This has been my favorite season by far, and I wish it were longer. Ollie, thank you for that email. And I agree 100%. I wish it was longer too. And I wish we were all, you know what? I wish we were all together watching the show together <laughs> somehow, some way. Um, maybe we'll do something for the final episode. Like have some like a, like a party here or something. Yeah. For all the Southern California contingent mm-hmm. or something. So we'll, we'll ooh, see. We'll see ooh, what happens give there. Give a shot in AB and everyone. Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. Brittany Brown and all, all them. That'd be cool. So we'll see. Hi, how Brittany. Hi, Brittany. Saying hi again. <laughs> so thank you, Ollie. That email was fantastic. Um, and thank you for all your voicemails and your your support and all that great stuff. And we are pretty much done with this yeah. episode. And we're done with the Game of Thrones talk. So thank you. Thank you for listening to episode number 52. It was a fun one. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a year. It's been a year. 52 weeks. Hopefully in 104 weeks, we can um, get better at this thing. Yeah. By 104 weeks. Yes. Yeah. But, you guys have been with us through all the everything. Mm-hmm. Serious talk. Bloopers. Yeah. Bloopers. I cheated on my friend. Yes, I, I rec- shame. I record all the bloopers. Maybe I'll put it out by Willie. Yeah, maybe not all yeah, of them. You know, there's a little no, Maybe not all of them. Yeah, not all of them. Not all of them. But we will see you next week on episode number 53. But before we go. Before of we go, booze explanation. <laughs> I would like to personally thank you, Arash, for bringing, oh, nice. bringing us in. You know, Les and I. Onto Aww. this great journey because this was your idea. This was your child. And you, you asked me to be part of it. And then Les came on, which was fantastic. He brings massive, massive knowledge that exceeds both of ours combined. Yes, absolutely. So thank you for that. I'm a Les. total fraud. Oh, no, yeah. no, I'm joking. No, no, wait. Thank you both too. No. And then, um, become a jerk off. <laughs> like and then also the effort that you put after, after we actually record everybody, yeah. just so you know. All, all of what you hear, all the sound cuts, uh, sounding better, um, you know, the social media, uh, what is it, uh, 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 awareness and all that. That's all him. He does it all on his own. All, all less than I do here is just sit here and talk and then he makes us sound better and fixes up the episode. Yeah, I so. legit drive over no, here no, recording no. and leave. No, yes, no, I, no. yeah, I, I eat his food and then I, uh, yeah, I watch it. Yeah, you get more perks as the brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, so yes. Thank you. Thank no you so problem. much for this. I it have was, fun doing it. This is awesome. And by the way, I want to thank Lorena too because she's big, been a big part of this with the minutes with the missus and she's been a huge supporter and tolerating us being in here, <laughs> being in here and editing and all that stuff. So obviously, thank you, Lorena. Yeah, my wife, my <laughs> wife. Um, and to you guys, you guys have been awesome. And it's, I love editing you guys speaking, and it makes a lot of fun. And and for everybody that's also been on, mm-hmm. yes, and, you know the Hawses, the the uh, Johnny Grossos, the Jason, Jason Awards, Pappas, every, everybody, yeah, everybody, Pappas. I'm sorry, Emily, Tracy, Emily, Gardner, everybody, yeah. everybody that's been on. Dean Mays, thank you, thank you, Dallas. Dean, every Dallas, everybody. So thank you very much for being on here for this last year. King Tom, uh, King, King Tom, Tom. Yeah, Richie, Adam, everybody. So I don't want to, Rashad. I don't want to. Hopefully, not leave anyone out. Yeah, Aaron Boyd. <laughs> But thank you, thank you, thank you. And we really appreciate it. If I left anybody out, I completely apologize. They're playing the music and getting the hook Yeah, they want us to get us out here. So thank you for listening to episode number 52. And we'll see you on episode number 53 of The Sith Mm -hmm. Lanterns.